0: Welcome to the Art History Podcast, where we discover all the ways Arkansas history is your history, my history, and our history.
1: The arts and humanities define who we are as a people. That is their power to remind us of what we each have to offer and what we are all have in common to help us understand our history and imagine our future to give us hope in the moments of struggle, and to bring us together when nothing else will.
0: That was Jayma Best, the Executive Director of the Arkansas Humanities Council, reading a quote from Michelle Obama about the value of the humanities. Since the Arkansas Humanities Council is a sponsor of this podcast, I thought it would be fun to explain some of the grant opportunities the council provides in this first episode. I recently spoke with three Arkansas Humanities Council staff members. We discussed these grant opportunities, what Arkansas means to them, and why it's so important to tell Arkansas's history. The Arkansas Humanities Council is a nonprofit affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities. And some of you may be wondering what exactly constitute the humanities. According to the Arkansas Humanities Council website, The humanities include the study of history, literature, ethics, philosophy, language, and the various legal, cultural, religious, and folk traditions, both past and present, that define the human condition.
1: The purpose of the council is to promote understanding, appreciation, and use of the humanities in Arkansas. And uh, this is achieved through uh, grant-making, council generated programming, uh, our work with humanity scholars, along with educators and partners around the state and uh, working with communities. And uh, and also with the grant making, uh, communities are able to seek those funds in order to expand the various types of programs and, uh, and projects that really are so impactful. Uh, in every single community. It's really, it's really
0: fascinating. The Humanities Council logo says Making Connections. I asked Jayma and Board Chair Joseph Key what Making Connections means and how it aligns with the purpose of the Humanities Council.
1: We really are um, all connected in some way uh, through our past, through um, our communities and our work that we do within communities and just being a a member of uh, the community.
2: Making connections, at least in the context of the Humanities Council, um, means that we are trying to bring people together to make connections, um, to tell their stories uh, with projects that tell us more about humanities in the Arkansas, humanities in general. Um, and I think that it aligns with our aligns with our purposes um, in that. Our goals are to really help people to tell those stories, um, whether it's through resources, financially, or otherwise, and bringing people together who can help them tell those stories.
0: Community Engagement Coordinator Tamisha Cheatham told me that making connections is also a central piece to the grant application process.
3: That is one of the key ways that we make connections, and it's a fun way that we make connections because we get to hear from people from all over the state working on these amazing humanities projects. And it's fun because they're so excited.
0: While the Arkansas Humanities Council makes connections with various nonprofit organizations and independent scholars around the state, Education Outreach Coordinator Ann Clements told me that one of the most significant connections is between the Arkansas Humanities Council and K-12 teachers in the state.
4: I have always thought teachers were superheroes, even before the pandemic. I think that all of us can tell you off the top of our heads the teachers that influenced us and helped us be the people that we are today. And it's a calling, it's hard, and I can't even imagine what they've gone through this past year. And so, if we can provide any sort of help or hear their ideas, or be a place where teachers can say, we don't have time to do all of this. Can you help us figure out a way to make this better, make it
0: easier? The council provides a variety of grant opportunities to K-12 teachers. jama told me one of the most popular grants for public school teachers is the REACH grant.
1: The REACH grant is one of our most popular that we offer uh, teachers and librarians, school librarians. Uh, this up to a uh, teacher or librarian may ask for up to $3,000 for uh, uh, humanities-based classroom projects, uh, as well as uh, professional development. Oftentimes, teachers and librarians, they have to use their own money to cover those costs. And this this really helps tremendously uh, to, to uh, for teachers to literally go to a conference or a workshop or a seminar whether it be locally within their community or the educational cooperative or uh, a state conference or a national conference and part of receiving those funds is once they uh, participate in in those uh, professional development opportunities they, part of what they have to do is come back and disseminate that information to colleagues uh, within their school or their school district. And
0: In addition to the REACH grant, the Arkansas State Parks Field Trip Grant is another amazing opportunity for K-12 teachers. For detailed information about that grant, feel free to visit the Arkansas Humanities Council website that's linked in the episode notes of this episode. Grant opportunities are just one of the many ways that the Humanities Council works to connect with K-12 teachers?
4: The things that we're working on are lesson plans. Uh, We're starting with civics lesson plans, social studies lesson plans, because that's the, you know, curriculum strand and thread and all of that 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 we need to go with. So we're starting with those lesson plans. Um, I'm currently working on K-5 plans now. Those are going to be ready this summer to roll out in professional development teacher workshops for fall classroom testing. Okay. So they're not going to be fully ready to use. We want teachers to take them, use them, give us feedback. We feel it's very important that teachers are involved in anything we develop. And so to that end, Joe Key, Our uh, board chair has um, created a humanities education subcommittee that's made up of board members that have classroom experience. A lot of them are on college campuses now, but they started out as classroom teachers. And our first meeting of that sub council is going to be this spring. And so I'm very excited to see what the sub council wants to do and wants to take on. Um, Obviously, there'll be secondary plans that follow the primary plans, the elementary level plans. Um, So that's the the starting point. Where it goes from there, I have all all sorts of ideas, but we're just gonna kind of have to see. And I want to hear from teachers about what can help them in the classroom. And I want them to know that the materials that we provide are going to be well-researched and they can trust the
0: information. The council staff want K-12 teachers to know that they are there to help with any questions along the way. I would encourage
1: uh, a teacher to have ideas already as to what types of funding they may need, like amount, uh, who's going to be possibly working with them on that project, what types of items are they going to need in order to implement uh, that project, then read the guidelines on our website. And if in at any time, they are welcome to contact uh, the council with any questions or concerns that they may have, or even ideas. Uh, that can be really helpful to kind of toss around and prioritize those ideas uh to know which one I should apply for a grant you know for first or you know whatever um but that's a real I would recommend the website first contact us at any time uh with any questions or concerns or ideas you want to talk talk about and uh then look at the actual application that you decide to Um, you're looking at applying through, Uh, we have examples on our website and that way it gives you a good idea uh, what questions you're going to need to provide answers for and um, I can tell you too that with your budgets, itemize those budgets Um, and uh, we will also like to also add that the Arkansas Humanities Council staff are more than happy to review drafts of your proposal before you submit it. Highly recommend that. It's very, very helpful. Um, to applicants and uh, I can't stress that enough. We're available to do that for you and happy to.
4: One of the things I love about our team is everyone is so helpful and they're so open to providing assistance. So I strongly encourage teachers If they have an idea for a grant, just reach out to us and say, hey, is this possible? And we'll tell them, you know, yes, no, you might think about it this way. You might think about it that way. We can't tell them how to write the grant, but we can give them ideas of things that they might include that might enhance their chances for funding.
3: It's our role to listen, first of all, and then also to kind of be encouraging, but then also be instructive in how they can uh, best design their project uh, to align with the uh, council's guidelines. And then also um, how to, you know, best navigate the application process.
0: Jayma and Tamisha, Ann and Joe all told me that their commitment to their work stems from a deep personal
3: connection to Arkansas. I'm going to say I think Arkansas is important because it is where I live and it's where I am from. (laughs) My family history goes way, way back uh, in Arkansas. Uh, So Arkansas is is truly a part of me. Um, I can't imagine my life without Arkansas. I consider myself an Arkansas. Native, gal, person, this is my state (laughs) for generations going back. I
2: think in some ways it means home. I've lived in Arkansas most of my life. Um, Just a few times I've lived out of state for a few years. And I've lived in Jonesboro 19 years now, which is longer than I've lived anywhere else. So that's kind of surprising to me to think about that and how long it's been. Then um, I think with home, it also means family because so much of my family has lived here and out of the state for a long time. My father's family, one line of that family, has been in the state since the 1840s, almost as long as Arkansas's been in the state. So I kind of equate those two things with Arkansas.
1: I would sit on the porch with my grandmother, and she would tell me all kinds of stories while we're you know, popping beans or shucking corn or whatever. And I cherish that. And I cherish those memories of those stories that my grandmother shared with me about her childhood. She grew up in Tennessee and also about what life was like when she moved here with her husband um, and raised
4: seven children of her own. As I've gotten older, I've really come to appreciate being able to go to those other places and experience those other places, but then come back to our small, wonderful state. And there are way too many things I love about the state to list them all, but obviously, I think something everybody says is our geographical diversity. I love that you can be in the mountains or you can be in the Delta or you can be on the river or you can be at a lake. Um, our, just our natural resources that I really didn't appreciate again until I got older. I love all of the diversity that we have, ge- just all of it. People, geography, uh, I really think we're a great microcosm. I used to tell people you could do anything except snow ski and ice skate here.
0: These personal connections to Arkansas invigorate their efforts to preserve Arkansas's history and their commitment to the humanities.
1: Arkansas history is so important because it truly connects us and helps us to understand each other, communities, uh, individuals both past and present. And and by learning about the challenges and the events and the people and the culture uh, in Arkansas, over the years and, and the, the decades you know, prior to, to where we are today, you know, we can learn so much, so, so much. And it also helps um, us to have a greater appreciation of those people that were for us and, uh, in many cases, blaze the trail for us, as well as you know, appreciation of where we are at the present. And you know, what kind of an impact are we going to make
2: well, I think Arkansas history so many times is a microcosm of the nation's history. There's so many things that happened in this state, written before, when it's a colony and a territory, that um, are the story, the American story, really. And that's a story um, not just of European immigrants or European explorers, let's say, but Native peoples, um, um, African-Americans, uh, so many other groups of people who come to make up this state as well as the whole country
3: history and history in general is important it's a, it's a huge component in that sense of place that each person I feel should have to have a, a overall sense of well-being
0: you will see as you listen to season one of this podcast that learning Arkansas history is not always happy and positive and is often uncomfortable and summarized that that's one of the values of history too
4: did we do everything right no have we still got a long way to go yes um to be better yes but i, I think we're getting there slowly yeah. slowly but surely
0: just as a final note although i did not interview operations manager katie daly i would be remiss if i did not acknowledge her contribution to the council. Without her, we would not be able to do any of these projects, including this podcast. So thank you so much, Katie, for your hard work and dedication. Again, for additional information about the council and all of the grant opportunities for not just K-12 educators, but all Arkansans, check out the Arkansas Humanities Council website linked in the episode notes of this episode. Special thanks to the staff of the Arkansas Humanities Council, Board Chair Joseph Key for being interviewed, and also my good friend Justin Benson for recording the intro and outro music to this episode.